Hello, welcome to another edition of Robinson Ralph's world famous, or should that be infamous, <laughs> podcast. Uh, with me, Simon Robinson, we've also got the bearded Sam Higgins. Hello there. Extremely um, bearded Sam Higgins. That's yeah. impressive. I can't even see his, he's like one of those wolf boys you see videos on on YouTube where they've got to <laughs> shave his whole face. <laughs> It's like it's, it's just sort of a 3D image like coming out of the screen of me. It's just it's, it's yeah. that in your face. Yeah. Teen Wolf ain't got anything on this beard, I'm telling you. Yeah, and it's, it's like, yeah. So it's like, I'm trying to think, you know the Cleopat- Cleopatra coming at you, but how would you do that with like Sam's beard? That doesn't really work. Sam's beard coming at you, but it's a bit weird, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's is that on your CV? Bit. The lyrical geniuses of Dave Silito. Is exactly. that a whole section on your CV? <laughs> if that's not a surefire number one, I don't know what is. Um, so uh, anyway, so we've got um, me and Sam, and then you know, obviously you'll gathered. Um, uh, I'm the, David David Silito is also present. Hello, so, everybody. So um, thanks your for joining. Your beard seems to have gone down though, Dave. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> trimmed it over the weekend to make myself look. Nice and tidy for you guys on our Zoom calls. Is anyone yeah. going to mention my yeah, beard? Yeah, I, I see you're also growing a beard there. Thank you. Simon, what, so, what was that more what? five o'clock shadow? That, that's that's <laughs> that's advanced five o'clock shadow. I think it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's not anywhere near as impressive as either of yours. Especially Sam, can you lend Simon some beard? beard. First class. So do you want it recorded delivery? <laughs> if you get yeah. Ugh. Maybe you just maybe you just pop round and shave yourself in front of me, or is that does that sound odd? Well, two meters away, yeah, I can do whatever I want, can't I? <laughs> the police pop round and what, what's he doing? Oh, he's, he's just shaving his beard for me. Voyeuristically shaving his beard. <laughs> yeah, and then okay, so uh, so this case we're discussing today is the case of power versus secure code warrior, warrior, warrior. Power so, versus warrior does rather sound like some of our gladiators, doesn't it? It does, yes. Interestingly enough, I, and I say interestingly, obviously it won't be. I think I might have mentioned this before, but I met um, in York in 1995. So it's quite an up-to-date anecdote. <laughs> I met, I saw um, Jet and Hunter. I can't remember if we spoke or not. I think we might have spoken to Hunter, but we're too intimidated by Jet. I think. Anyway, they were, in this, right. they were in this pub in York that we did a pub quiz in. That, that's the end of the anecdote. Mm. Well, um, I, I've also seen Jet at the Moat House Hotel in Stratford-upon-Avon. You used to have a nightclub where you used to be able to go when you were um, maybe not quite technically old enough to drink. <laughs> I've also, I've, and I've also seen Jet on the uh, Challenge TV reruns of Gladiators. <laughs> uh, I've also brought my car to a jet wash. Right, yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've been on a jet jet two flight. Um, Sam's, Sam, you listen to the band Jet? I do, actually. That is, so, a, that is quite a good connection. I quite like the Mystery Jets as well. Oh, yeah. I quite like the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> you caught me off guard now. I can't think. <laughs> can't Sam, think you are actually looking very much like Shaggy out of Scooby-Doo at the moment. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you you never are. catch me in a green pole, I'm telling you. Or is it a T-shirt he wears? Who would you rather be, 
Daphne or Daphne, I think. Yeah. At least Daphne, Daphne's got career prospects. Let's move on to discuss the case. Um, oh, they power can... against um, power, power, power against warrior, 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 warrior. Yeah. And this was a case that um, uh, happened in that London on the fourteenth or the something, the eleventh to the fourteenth of um, of February the year of our Lord 2020 and the judgment has been issued on what 27th of March so up to date as always uh, we're, we're dealing with that case now. Yeah. Uh, the most disappointing what... thing about this judgment for me I thought when I first read it, it was um, how many pages it comes to. Yeah, It was quite long I'll tell you what I noticed in it as well <laughs> it's got a whole list of issues and stuff right but then there's loads crossed out and I, I thought just... sorry go on why why would you include the, include the ones that have been crossed out? Yeah, I think they just copied and pasted her list of issues that she put together, haven't they? It's typos and all. Yeah, but I get that. But if, if some of the issues have gone, yeah, it seems a bit weird. That it just seems a bit lazy to not have... I've, it, I've never seen a document just transposed into the judgment huh. like I've that. never seen that either. Set out what the claims are and what the issues are. Yeah, and also including stuff that's obviously no longer an issue. So... Seems a bit odd to me. I wonder if what they've done is just make sure that everything's included so that she can't say, Well, you didn't consider this, you didn't consider that. Because they say, Oh, well, there it was, it was there in the judgment. But they wouldn't have to consider it if it, was, if it was, wasn't an issue in front of them. Stop trying to defend the tribunal, Silito. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, who wants to talk about this case? Can I just up front say, Not me? I'll do it if you like. Good luck, yeah. Sam. Oh, oh, that took a lot of convincing, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right, so um, Power and Secure Code Warrior Limited. So basically the claimant was uh, an independent contractor who uh, worked for the respondent. And one of the uh, individuals in the, um, in the high chain of the respondent, shall we say, he had some difficulties with the claimant in her consulting, um, sorry, not consulting role, her con contractor role. Um, Within the company, there'd been a bit of uh, a bit of disagreement, a bit of internal um, arguing about one or two various things. Now, the claimant was um, only on a, I believe it was a three month, um, a three month contract. So she started involving herself in various aspects of the business. Now, one of uh, the employees for Secure Code Warrior, Mr. Um, I believe I'm saying this right, Mr. Danahue. Um, is that right, guys? Dan yeah. you from what you've yeah, heard? Yeah, perfect. Spawn. Yeah, I thought so. Um, he had, as I mentioned, some difficulty with the claimant, whether it was a personal thing, I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, and basically the claimant um, was in communication with Mr. Danaher, and Mr. Danaher said to the claimant that she had balls as a contractor. Now, he was making that comment in relation to a suggestion from the claimant that Mr. Dan, who stepped down from his role with the respondent company. And essentially, this claim was about Mr. Dan, whose use of that word, balls. Um, and as I'm sure you can imagine, there was the connotation of discrimination, uh, victimization um, on the basis of on the basis of the claimant's sex. But there was loads, just to be on that point, that's, that's the one that's been reported in the media, but there was, there was what, like 50, 
well, sorry, 33 odd issues. I know some of them were were resolved before the hearing, but it wasn't yeah. just that one issue, was it? No, there were there were a few examples. There was also um, the claimant not being invited to certain meetings, which she felt in her rule she would should have been invited to. Um, and you know various other aspects but the but the main one that seems to have uh, grabbed everybody's attention is this use of um the phrase you've got balls uh, certainly grabbed me by the interest (laughs) that's cheap and it's tacky dave (laughs) but it's funny um so so basically um the tribunal danahoe there's something about that name that i really like it's kind of like what is it? High ho silver. Dana ho silver. Like a pirate. Like that. Oh. You can imagine Dana being like a pirate as well, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, it's Captain Dana Captain Dana ho. God, you're gold. <laughs> or, or it's like it is. He's like a he's like a western sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff Dana ho. <laughs> I ho Dana ho. Like that. Oh. What do, they, do they just call him Dan? Danny? I think his first name was Peter, wasn't it? Peter. Oh, was, it Pe- was it Peter? Peter Danahoe. No, but not... Um, hang on. Peter, 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 Peter. He was called Peter, 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 Peter. That's Peter a lot. Oh, yeah, no, it's Peter, it's Peter spelled P-I-E-T-E-R. Right. So I'm guessing... I mean, I, I did read in there that um, English wasn't... Um, Peter's first language, which was actually part of his, uh, form part of his response to this, you've got balls problem. He said that he didn't, he didn't use that term with any reference to the claimant's sex. He was using it to try and demonstrate how he thought she was brave because basically the claimant had suggested that Mr. Danho stepped down from his role um, with the, with the company, I believe it was the CEO. And Mr. Danho had said to the claimant, um, you've got balls to be suggesting such a thing in, in his view, she shouldn't have been involving herself with that. So essentially the tribunal were um, not just with this issue. They also had to determine whether there'd been other aspects of discrimination and victimization. So essentially to make a long story short, all of the. Too late for that, Sam. Yeah, it, has, it does feel like it's gone on a long time already, Sam. Yeah, that, that it ship has. has sailed well and truly. It has. Let's bring it. To, let's bring it into dock. Let's say. So the um, the claimants' claims were basically got rid of um, on all on Is all. Is that the technical claims. term used by the tribunal? I'm trying to. I'm trying to relate to our listenership. I'm trying not to speak in tongues. So are you suggesting our listeners can't understand words no, like I'm not, dismiss? I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just purely expanding our listenership to as many people as possible. Like. Four-year-olds, if they if they want to, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'll <laughs> go to the figures. Fair so, enough. You what? Sorry, I said fair enough. Oh, that's, yeah, fair enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Prepared a long list. So, um, so the claims of sex discrimination, sex discrimination, should I say, harassment and victimisation, they were all dismissed by the tribunal. And um, in regards to the the phrase that everybody seems to want to talk about in this case, the tribunal said of those comments that Mr. Danaher used a turn of phrase which he did not associate with sex. The tribunal found that this phrase was not one of a sexual nature. It was a colloquialism for defiant bravery. Sam, 
did they also make any findings of fact about who his favorite singers would be? Like, for example, did they say like Michael Balls or, or is his favorite song by Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Balls? Did they make any findings of fact like that? Well, it won't be a finding of fact because Mike, it's Michael Ball does not have an S. So that won't be a finding of fact. I'm not um, saying it'd be a correct finding of fact, but I'm just wondering. If, how, can if, you have a, how can you have a correct finding of fact? And also, did he like that song Damien Rice by Damien Rice, Cannonball? Yeah. Did he wow. sound? Uh, did, no, I didn't. I, I, somewhere Great in the ball. 40 pages, yeah. I seem to have glossed over that. <laughs> but um, I'm sure it's in there. So, um, that song, so again, Great Balls that... of Fire, what are the balls? Are they actually just fire or are they things that are on fire? Are you want about the Jerry Lee Lewis song? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think when you're listening to uh, such music, you're supposed to go into that much detail, but then maybe maybe I'm missing something. Slightly oh, disappointing, Sam. That, that you, it doesn't seem to me, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, it doesn't seem to me you've properly prepared for this. <laughs> well, Dave's, I, 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 Dave's <laughs> asked you, what I would seem to me, a fairly obvious question about Jerry Lee Lewis' Great Balls of Fire. Mm. And, and you, you've interestingly you've no time for that, but you've every time to correct me and say, "Oh, it's not Michael Balls, it's Michael Ball." I think I, know, I just find that a bit disappointing. Well I'm, so, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you feel that way. I look forward to your uh, to your review of this particular. Episode. You're getting it. You're getting my review. <laughs> that was a pretty Patel esque apology, there, wasn't it? I'm sorry if people feel that we've let them down with our response to coronavirus. I well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Then next time, any key, any key words or references in the judgment, I'll put it through Wikipedia and say music related to incidents related to, and then I'm prepared on all counts. Then. Yeah, but not just music, obviously, Sam. Sport, film, theatre. Yeah. Alan Ball, Man City player. Alan Ball, Man City player. Yeah. Football. Tennis ball. <laughs> well, we could be here for a long time. How fun! So, um, so that's me done anyway. Uh, that's my rugby ball. <laughs> I thought this case was a bit of a a lesson in focusing on your best arguments, because I can see how, although she failed at this argument, she at least had a reasonably arguable case with reference to balls. Um, I can see why she lost, but it seems like she completed her case by, um making loads of allegations about just not being invited to meetings and so on and that I think probably ultimately undermined her. The winner takes well, it ball. <laughs> I think we've lost Robbie to this one, haven't we? I think he's <laughs> the farm ball together now. <laughs> oh. The ball ball stick C. The what? The what? Ball, ball stick C. The Baltic C. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like that. Sam? <laughs> Uh, uh, it would it will surprise you to know that I have nothing to contribute to these to this gobbledygook. There, I got it in again. Got that word. Gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. Yeah, listeners of our previous episodes will know what we're talking about. No, they won't. <laughs> That's right, because they don't exist. Do well, and they so. immediately forgot about the podcast as soon as it finished and put it out of their minds. Yeah, uh, I bet you're disappointed that Kim Jong Un is um, apparently ill and, and not dead because you'll probably be the only person in the world Sam who doesn't have knowledge of the North Korean constitution and therefore knows exactly what's going to come next I don't know how it, I don't know how it can be confirmed how, how do you get a rumour that somebody's dead 
I mean, I well, they either confirm themselves as dead, which is unlikely to be a lie, or he comes out and says, here I am. Can somebody confirm themselves as dead? Well, if you're Kim Jong-un, you can do anything, can't you? I suppose. Including beat, was it, was it Brazil that they beat 2-0 and he scored two goals, something like that? In the first oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard, just gone. Didn't his dad get 18 holes in one? Against right. Tiger Woods, yeah. Yeah, against Tiger Woods, was it? That's amazing. Yeah. How long has this gone on for? Should we call it a day? Yeah, I've I've got no other ball-related puns or or anything like that. So, and I need to find some that I can bring for the next podcast. No, I'm too late. I know, but people can cross-reference. That's true. <laughs> be like Quantum Leap. <laughs> that will be. That is an awesome reference. <laughs> Jumping about from podcast to podcast. Being right when things went wrong. <laughs> Hoping next podcast will be the podcast home. <laughs> the last one. Yeah, hoping. Yeah. <laughs> leaping from pod- <laughs> the audience are leaping from podcast to podcast. Hoping each time that the next podcast will be the end of this whole sorry shambles. I think we've kind of. Can you think of anything else but balls? No, but um, this is our informative, I mean, very loosely described as informative podcast this week, isn't it? We're also going to be doing another one with the legend that is Danny Postill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's the impressionist who's done three uh, little short videos for us. He was on them um, in the finals of Britain's Got Talent. So he's going to come on and we'll probably uh, maybe treat Danny to our impressions and maybe ask him to score them out of, out of 10. Uh, well, I can't think of anything else to say. No. I think it's ball being said. <laughs> so, yeah. It's good. Uh, it's good night from uh, me, and it's good night from them. Fare thee well. So long. Until next time.